0: Mysterious Circumstances is an American crime cast production. Remember everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Hey everybody, this is Justin with the Mysterious Circumstances Podcast. Welcome to the show. Uh, today we have a really, really intriguing mystery for you. Uh, it is about the disappearance of the young 5-year-old girl Haley Cummings from Satsuma, Florida. Uh, back in February 10th of 2009 is when she went missing. Before we do get started though, I would like to go ahead and say that my speech is not going to be the best today I'm going to be talking a little slower uh, than I usually do uh, probably a little bit softer as well I have a killer ear infection in my left ear can't really hear out of it uh, it actually hurts to talk a little bit too so I'm going to be talking pretty softly I tried adjusting the volume on the recorder to uh, compensate for that so hopefully that all works out I'm also going to be doing something a little bit different today I uh, usually pride myself on the fact that I do an unscripted show. I work a lot from memory. Today, though, there are so many people involved in this, and the stories are constantly changing, and there is a huge timeline of events where a bunch of shit goes down within like a year and a half. So, I do have the computer up on a couple pages, and I do have a little bit more notes written than usual. For the most part, I'll be working off memory, but there's like so many little details that keep changing in this story. It is really hard to, uh, you know, keep everything straight. Uh, not even, I, I don't have that good of a memory. I have a pretty good one, but... Um, on February 10th, 2009, at roughly 3.30 a.m., uh, a young lady named Misty Croslin calls in a 911 call stating that her daughter, uh, Haley Cummings, is missing. The thing about it is, okay, Misty is the 17-year-old babysitter slash living girlfriend of Ronald Cummings, who is Haley's father. Living also in this home is uh, Ronald Cummings Jr., who I believe was three at the time. Now we're going to go down through pretty much a timeline of events and we're going to nitpick some little things out because literally there's a lot of information on this case but there's so many different changing stories and that's from the people involved that it is just fucking unreal so what i'm going to do right now is play something that i've never really i'm going to do something i've never really done before and that's going to play the original 911 call i don't know how the volume is going to work out i tried doing the best i could uh, on the recording part of it i think it might sound all right so you might have to adjust your volume a little bit for this uh to help understand it but here is it's about five minutes long so here and trust me the whole thing will play a factor later on so here is the entire 911 call from misty crosland to 911 the night that uh Haley, or the early morning that Haley Cummings disappeared.
1: Oh, I just woke up in my back door was I open and I can't find my daughter. Can't find what? My daughter. Okay, what's your address? Um, green Lane. What what's the numerical? The numerical, what's that? The, the number? Green Lane? Yes. Okay, when did you last see her? We um, were just like, you know, it was about. 10 o'clock, she was sleeping like, right, she's cleaning. Okay, how old is your daughter? She's five. <laughs> okay, what well, was she wet-lassing wearing? Ma'am? She we wasn't, and we were like bombers. We were sleeping. Okay, all right. You said your back door was wide open? Yes, it was brick. Like, a brick on the floor. Like, when I was asleep, the door was not like that. Okay, the back exactly. door... Listen to me. Your back door was wide open. What are you talking about? A brick? Yes. What, what is the brick? It's on the back door on the, on the stairs. Like, it was like, a walkway. Uh-huh. And there was a brick laying there? Yes, it's still there. They we, we got them coming. Tom, we got them coming. they Okay, what's the color of your house, ma'am? It's blue. Blue. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? What does she look like? How tall is she? Give me some description of her. Oh, like, like long hair, curly, like curls. Long, curled. What What color? Oh, She's white. Okay, what and color is she brown. brown hair? Yeah. Oh, my God. it's so cold. Okay. How tall is she about? Or how much does she weigh? Do you know that? Tall. Huh? About how tall or how like something, like I don't know, like she's not that tall. Okay, wait. Tell, tell your husband we got him coming. Okay. Okay. How much does she weigh? Do you know? Huh? How much does she weigh? Um, like forty, fifty pounds, fifty pounds, forty to sixty pounds. Yeah. Okay, let me get your name and phone number. My name is. So your last name? Okay, was your was your back door locked? Do you know? Yes, the thing I need to get here. Okay, let me speak to him. So he can yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got home from work. My five-year-old daughter is gone. I okay. need somebody to be here so, now. I'm listen telling to me. You. Listen to me. we got two officers. Op- if I find whoever has my daughter before y'all do, I'm killing them. I don't oh, care. Okay. I'll spend the rest okay. of my life in prison. I'm telling you, you can put it on record and I don't care. Okay, it's okay, sir. We got him on the way. Okay, can you give me any, what kind of description of her pajamas that she was wearing? I don't fucking know Okay, sir. We got him coming, Okay. Hello. Hello. Okay, sir, let me talk to your wife. So I, let me get some information from her. Um, okay. Can I, talk to her? can I talk to her? Okay. How the fuck you let my dog um, Ma'am. Yeah. Okay. Listen to me. I need you to a- a- answer some questions. Does the door look like it was pried open? Um. Can you talk does it look like it? Does it look like you had some sort of someone try to enter into your house? Um. Right on. And, and another thing, make sure you and your husband don't touch the door anymore. Yeah. Don't, don't mess with the door or anything. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, touch doesn't look like it is. No. Okay. Now listen. Tell your husband to not touch anything. Make That's sure it's because we're gonna try to get a canine out there. We'll look for, okay. She said don't touch anything because they're bringing canine out here. Okay. 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 We understand. We got him on the way. Okay. What's her name? How do you spell her first name? What What's her middle n- name? Yeah. And the spelling of the last name is. Um. Well, that's my last name. Okay. that's not where did you What's her date of birth? I'm going to kill somebody. Okay, we tell them we understand. We need to get her date of birth. What's okay, her date of birth? Date of birth date. We need to find her. Fuck her date of birth. Okay, listen to me. I'm getting this information. I'm not the officer driving out there, okay? Okay. They're, they're coming out there to handle that situation. I need to gather all information from you over the phone. It okay. has nothing to do with me driving out there. The officer to take care of that, okay? <laughs> they're coming out there, okay? Okay. Okay. <sighs> Okay, I'm going to stay on the phone with you, okay? Okay. Until they get there, all right. Hang on. <laughs> Tom, we got him coming. He needs to try to calm down a little bit, okay? The officers are going to come out there and do what they can. We can't have him screaming and yelling at the officers whenever they get there, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Got
0: better people to talk to you better than all right so what we have going on right here in that 911 call is Ronald Cummings the father of Haley and at the home at the time Ronald Jr. Uh, gets a call from Misty supposedly she called him several several times while he was at work. Ronald worked the night shift as a crane operator and in a town roughly about a 20 to 24 minute drive. Um, I do know the name of the company, yeah. I do know the name of the town. It's irrelevant. We're not going to out a bunch of shit here. But let's just say it was roughly 20 to 24 minute drive. He got off at 3 a.m. He arrives at the house right between 3.20 and three twenty five AM Now the call was placed at three twenty seven AM Like I said Miss Misty from I mean you heard from the uh, from the nine one one recording Misty woke up she says that she laid the kids down to bed at about eight PM uh, she said she did some cleaning, did some laundry, and she went to bed at about ten. Now, she states that she woke up at 3 a.m. to use the bathroom, noticed the kitchen light was on, noticed the back door was propped open with a brick. Now, we actually come to find out that this is a cinder block in the initial police investigation. Uh, the back door of their home, which is surrounded by a fairly dense forest, and uh, it actually uh, is right alongside the uh, Saint John's River. Is to the west of this home, at about 300 yards, which 300 yards and uh, is about 274 meters for all you international listeners. Um, now it's surrounded by forest pretty much in all directions now about 150 meters or 150 yards roughly uh to the north of their home is a larger trailer park community now they live on uh the outskirts of satsuma which is uh putnam county florida and their trailer community is to the northwest their tra- their trailer actually being to the actual south of the uh, community it's kind of offset by itself there on a nice little road um, and like I said it's right there along the st. Johns River now in that 911 call there's a few things that that bothered me about it uh, one of which being Ronald obviously is distraught. All right, I mean you can hear him in the 911 recording, and he straight up says, "If if you guys don't catch him before I do, I'm gonna fucking kill him." All right, now whether or not that. He knows something about somebody who might have taken him, or he's just naturally assuming that she has been abducted. Now, I would say it's safe to say he's naturally assuming that she's been abducted because of the fact that before he left for work, and you can also hear it in the 911 call, they dead bolted the back door. Now, it is known that Haley is scared of the dark, is extremely scared of strangers, so she's not going, and let alone, she can't open up the deadbolt from the door. So she's not going to wander outside aimlessly, you know, just on purpose or whatever. So that's pretty pretty safe assumption. And, uh, and I'll be honest with you, some of you who might have listened to that being, wow, man, this guy's crazy. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I have two sons that are 7 and 5, and if I were to come home and my child was missing and I thought it was an abduction, the thing about it is, is I would be saying the exact same shit. Because, uh, just like Ronald Cummings, I, if I found out who did it before the cops did, I would probably be saying the same thing. And, you, you know, I would definitely have my run at him before anybody else. Now, that's speaking as a parent. Some of you who don't have kids might not quite get that. Now, Misty Cummings, or Misty Croslin, uh, the things that are kind of bothering me about what she's saying is she's sitting there going, Well, she, I woke up and she's gone. The back door's propped open. And you can hear the 911 operator is trying to keep her on the line, keep her talking trying to get as much information as possible before the cops and the canine units get there now misty keeps saying over and over i was cleaning you know i was cleaning i was i was doing laundry i you know i was sleeping basically a lot of people look at this is like a quasi alibi like she's giving more information than what the operator is actually looking for in an attempt to nonchalantly establish her whereabouts when all this might have happened. Now, Ronald comes in the door. Uh, Ronald comes in the door uh, right before Misty called 911. Why she didn't call 911 earlier, I have no idea. Maybe she looked for her for 25 minutes. I don't know. The, The thing that Ronald does that i guess you could say is right as he you can hear him get on the phone he says i just got home from work my daughter's gone get somebody here now to be honest with you that's exactly what i'd be saying too you know the the operator is definitely doing her job trying to establish as much detail in this as not because uh trying to gather detail to maybe accuse somebody of something but basically trying to get as much information as Haley as they possibly can now at this time in Florida and with a within a five mile radius of the Cummings home there are 44 registered sex offenders now we'll get into that a little bit in the theories later um, but just let it be known that there are 44 registered sex offenders within a five-mile radius of this one house in Putnam County, Florida. Now, apparently, there's quite a bit of them in Florida, from what I understand. But hey, it is what it is, you know. That's there's that's the reason they're registered is because of situations like this. Now, back to Misty. She's giving. A lot of people think that's a sign of deception because she's giving more information than what they're asking for, trying to make sure that her quasi-alibi and her whereabouts are established during this initial abduction. Now, we're going to go ahead and kind of run through a timeline of events here. Um, When the cops got there, the, the Putnam County uh, Sheriff's Office states that a back door at the mobile home is found open, propped open by a cinder block, no initial signs of force forced entry are discovered. All right, There are no signs of foul play, and there's pretty much no evidence of any kind any kind of intruder entering the home. Now, just for the record, Misty Crosland says that she's up doing laundry uh, by the time, you know before between eight and ten, which is when she laid Haley down to where uh, haley or to where Misty actually supposedly went to sleep. Now, the odd thing about this is is there was actually no laundry detergent found in the house, so cops start questioning that you know they're like hey uh you know there's no laundry detergent in the house so how in the hell were you doing all this laundry by the next morning and i dude i commend the cops and the county officials on this case i've done a couple cases to where it was just the shittiest police work ever uh that includes the laurie ron disappearance cops fucking bungled that shit um but on this one she was reporting missing at 3:30. By 8 o'clock in the morning, they had an amber alert issued, and there were more than 130 officers from at least 10 county and state, or 10 county, state, and federal law enforcement agencies that are searching for Haley Cummings. They uh, they basically all swarm on Satsuma, which is a population of about 5,500 people, uh, and it's. You know, it's fairly decent. It actually looks like a nice little town, to be honest with you. Uh, borders, like I said, the St. John's River, and this will play a factor when we get to uh, some of the other details of the case. Now, the search includes helicopters, water units, and bloodhounds, uh, which are searching the five mile radius around the girl's home. Uh, that includes the banks of the St. John's River. Now, Ronald Cummings is doing interviews and uh he's you can uh, you can go on youtube and watch a lot of these interviews he is like really distraught at a couple points in time his family members actually mentioned that he literally like breaks down okay now ronald cummings didn't really have the best background nor did misty Croslin. their relationship they have been together for three months roughly alright Ronald Cummings has had problems with drugs and Misty Croslin has also had problems with drugs now some of you are wondering well how did Ronald have custody of his two kids when when uh, you know he has a prior record and whatever else well Ronald the Haley and Ronald juniors biological mother is Crystal Sheffield. Crystal, apparently, when she did have custody of the kids, she was not taking Haley to her doctor appointments. This is one little thing that I read. Haley suffered from what they call uh, Tanner Syndrome. I believe it's called Tanner Syndrome. Uh, which, basically, it's it affects about 1 in 2,500 females and what it does is it kind of stunts your growth and it's it'll leave birthmarks whatnot. it'll leave you undergrown most people with this syndrome or uh, this disease whatever you want to call it usually don't go grow past four and a half feet tall Um, it is noted that Haley was actually very small for her age she was only about three foot tall it really didn't weigh all that much. Uh, she was noted as having a little bit chubbier fingers than than most kids her age. She uh, had birthmarks along her uh, jawline and cheek, and her left eye was pretty much a lazy eye. And that was all due to uh, Tanner Syndrome. Well, Crystal was not taking her. She had to get shots, I think it was like once a week or once a month. And Crystal, her biological mother, was not taking her to her doctor's appointments and getting her her shots that she pretty much needed. Now, that is what got Ronald, uh, that and the fact that Ronald actually had health insurance because he actually had a pretty decent job. Uh, That's what got him full custody. Now misty's background is a little weird she's originally from michigan from what i understand um she has she has a sixth grade education yeah it's crazy that in the 21st century that people are still able to drop out of middle school uh i mean my grandpa i don't even think has a high school education but that was uh during the 40s you know late 30s farming community and uh You know rural Indiana it's not totally unheard of now she dropped out of school Misty dropped out of school in the sixth grade and has been out of the house and on her own since the age of 15 when this uh, incident occurred she was actually 17 so she is Ronald's living girlfriend and often babysits now there's a lot of reports that she actually hates babysitting didn't want to babysit this night but she still went ahead and did it and we're going to get all into all those details later but I'm just giving you a basic uh, timeline of what's going on on February 11th 2009 which is the day after she's por- reported missing divers checked the St. John's River following with initial signs of Haley's scent being picked up by canine search dogs uh they obviously did not find anything anything relevant otherwise it would have been plastered all over the news Um, and that same day the putnam county sheriff's uh, office actually declared the case an abduction Uh, there is actually no evidence around the house that would lead anyone to believe that the girl wandered away on her own uh, the girl's family and friends are all questioned by law enforcement, and everybody everybody is cooperative. Uh, the, everybody, about this point in time, on the 11th, everybody is offered a chance to take a lie detector test. Now, Misty Croslin reportedly took four of these and failed all of them miserably, along with a voice stress test. She actually reported that she did pass the initial the initial test but it's it's so hard because you read so many different things and I actually read that she failed the four lie detector tests more than I read or saw in any interview that she actually passed the initial one so I'm going with what there were more accounts of so we're gonna say that she failed all the lie detector tests including the uh, voice stress test Now, cops, like I said, did a phenomenal job in this case. They literally went from house to house, set up roadblocks, checked unoccupied houses, and everything. Now, at about this point in time is when the FBI starts checking the whereabouts of the 44 sex offenders who lived within that five-mile radius of the home. All of their whereabouts check out. They all have alibis, and other than that, they know where their whereabouts are. So they are quickly excluded from the investigation. Ronald Cummings at this point in time has been on TV a few times just pleading with the public for the return of his daughter. Uh, He also states that he had no involvement in his daughter's disappearance and that his girlfriend, Misty Croslin, is not at fault for being the last person to see Haley. Now if you notice in the 911 call, you can actually hear him say, you know, how the fuck could you let my daughter go missing? Or how the fuck could you let her go? Or, you know, how the fuck could you not have been watching her? Well, you know, sorry for the explicit uh, language there, but that's pretty much a direct quote. Now, the thing about it the reason he's doing this is because Haley's maternal grandmother Mary Griffiths is uh, very critical of Croslin of Missy Croslin and she questions Croslin's account of Haley's disappearance Now initially she said that Haley was uh, sleeping in bed with her or er, no and I'm sorry initially she says that, Uh, Haley was in a bed in the bedroom four feet away from her bed. They shared a bedroom, okay, the master bedroom of their home. Uh, There are pictures of it. It's actually a fairly large bedroom, and you can actually see that the uh, Misty and Ronald's bed is a really huge thick mattress laying on the floor, and then um, about roughly four feet away is haley's bed which is a smaller twin size bed also said mattress sitting on the floor in another account later on she says that the bed was only about four to six inches away from her bed in another final account she says that haley was actually in bed with her sleeping at the time haley's maternal grandmother marie griffiths starts becoming very critical of what misty crossland is saying in the account of, uh, the disappearance. Now they start to question whether or not the biological mother of Haley, who is Crystal, might have abducted her or something of that sort, seeing as how Haley is scared to death of strangers and of the dark. She wouldn't voluntarily leave, you know, per se. So, uh, Ronald goes and he, uh, There's an idea that the girl's disappearance, you know, has something to do with Crystal uh, Sheffield, the mother. um, And Ronald is quick to dismiss this. He's like, "She would not do that. There's no way, you know, that she would abduct our daughter. She does love our daughter." So that that quickly just takes that out of the out of the framework of any kind of custody thing going down. At about this time, and this is on February twelfth, just a couple days after the disappearance, uh, relatives of other missing children, in cor- including George Anthony, uh, who is the grandfather of Kaylee Anthony, and Joshua Duckett, who is the father of the missing Leesburg boy, of a missing Leesburg boy, uh, visit Haley's family and show of support. Now, at this point in time, um, Ronald does not want anything to do. ...with any kind of help from any other missing children's family members. He tells George Anthony, he says, I don't want your help. I don't need your help. And he basically says this because he doesn't want this to become like this huge media frenzy. He just wants his daughter back. He he doesn't want the press there more than they have to. All this other stuff. Now, about this time is also when um, uh, Crime Stoppers... And a lot of people involved. There's actually a bounty hunter who uh, worked in the Kaylee Anthony case, uh, actually throws in $25,000 in the reward for uh, if Haley is found. And Crime Stoppers actually offers another $1,000 on top of that. Now, here's where we start getting into the interviews. Okay, uh, Crystal Sheffield appears on CNN's Nancy Grace Show. There are so many fucking things I could say about Nancy Disgrace. I mean, Nancy Grace. Honest mistake. But this woman is just a shit stirrer, okay? She'll pick a side and she will run with it as long as she can. And 90% of the time, she has no evidence or facts whatsoever. She just forms these little theories in her head and she thinks they're right and then she goes with them. Alright, now I know some of you listeners probably love her. But the fact of the matter is, she presents her show with little or no facts, only theories. And what facts she does have, she tries to twist around to make them credible facts. Like we'll get we'll get into this a little bit later on. Uh, but I mean, she does several interviews with Ronald Cummings, uh, Misty, and Crystal Sheffield, and other people that are involved in the case and i mean at one point in time there were some deer bones found at uh, a boat launch near the house and nancy grace jumps all over this shit oh oh so you're telling me can you report can you tell me that they are haley's bones and the guy's sitting here like a hundred times going no we don't know you know she's still trying to dig the knife between her and uh, the great Geraldo rivera who is a huge st- shit shitster himself, and uh, not very respected in my personal opinion. I mean, even when the guy had his own show, he was, you know, like a basically a shiny studded diamond of, you know, the the late night uh, talk shows like Jerry Springer and shit. Except he was on during the day. All right, enough on the on the rants. Basically, a lot of this media attention comes from these two people. Nancy Grace, especially, just stirs the shit on this case. So it starts getting national, national attention. Attention. So Crystal Sheffield ends up appearing on CNN. No real new information. She's just stating her story, trying to you know, appeal for whoever might have taken her daughter to bring her daughter back. Nothing wrong with that. Now, on February 13th, which is three days after the disappearance, uh, investigators find several items of interest during a fresh search of the area near Haley's home. Uh, They decline to specify on what the items are and uh, where they were found. Now, uh, they end up conducting more interviews of relatives and other people, including some uh, re-interviews, but decline to list names or discuss results of polygraph tests. Now, also at this point in time uh, all of the 44 registered sex offenders who live within the five mile radius have been interviewed and all their whereabouts have been confirmed they're off the list and by February 13th investigators have received more than 350 leads since the day she disappeared so on roughly February 17th 2009 seven days after the disappearance Uh, Deputies announced that they have new leads after canvassing about 300 homes and stopping more than 200 vehicles, but they do not elaborate on the information. Now, on February 18th is where everything starts taking a little bit of a weird twist, okay? Officers confirm a tip in the case... That Croslin was not at the home at the time haley supposedly was sleeping. Both Cummings and Croslin have told media they passed polygraph tests. Information on the Amber Alert for haley is revised, which eliminates any report that she had been wearing a Uh, They basically eliminate any report that she was wearing a pink shirt the night she vanished because the clothing was, the pink shirt that that she supposedly was wearing was found uh, in the laundry room of the Cummings home. Uh, The reward actually increases now to about $16,000 in the return of Haley Cummings now on February 19th officers actually did a arrest a sexual predator who was living near Haley's home uh, and who violated his curfew in the days after she was reported missing but his GPS tracking device shows that he was not in the area of her home the night she was last seen so that pretty much cleared the last of them now by February 21st uh, the search for Haley is kind of scaled back. Uh, the officers are still pursuing leads, but as long as there are no new leads coming in the investigation, they're kind of toning it back a notch. Now, there is a person of extreme interest in this case, and investigators actually confirmed that they have interviewed a cousin of Misty Croslin's who lives in Tennessee and had recently visited the area. Uh, by the name of, his name was Joe Overstreet. Joe Overstreet actually plays a huge role in the theory section, and eventually will play a huge role in this case. Now, they he actually left the day that Haley supposedly, or er, he supposedly left the day that Haley disappeared. He was just in town visiting family. Now, his travel plans were actually confirmed that he was already planning on leaving that day, And he was actually out helping put up posters the day that she did disappear. Now, they confirmed that they had interviewed him. And they said that he is not a suspect or a person of interest in the child's disappearance. Now, at this point, the reward for Haley's return continues to climb um, uh, higher and higher. Now, there at this point in time as well... Pictures get released of Haley Cummings with what is reported to be a black eye. Now, what happens is, I, I, if I have this correctly, her biological mother Crystal released these photos, just saying like, "Hey, Ronald's not this great guy that everybody, you know, makes him out to be. He used to, you know, beat me up. He's hit Haley before. Um, at this point in time, Nancy Grace." You know, has this picture posted on her, you know, CNN show, which, you know, just total credible network right there. And uh, they're just running around just questions. Hey, you know, "It's, it's he's abusive. He might have accidentally killed her while he hit her at some point in time. Now, Geraldo Rivera gets a hold of this and he has actually issued a trespass warning because... He confronts Ronald Cummings regarding the questions over Haley at, at Cummings' home. And Ronald just basically, they get in a pretty heated argument. Which, I can tell you right now, if Rivera showed up at my house, I'd probably want to knock him out too. But, but anyway, we're going to move on to February 21st, 24th, 2009. Which is about 14 days after the disappearance uh, deputies actually confirmed that Haley's younger brother, Ronald Jr., who was supposedly in the home at the time, t- was talking about a man in black who entered the home and took his sisters. Now, authorities wouldn't comment on this statement, but the maternal grandmother says uh, she he could have been just repeating something that he overheard. Um, Ronald Cummings, uh, Sr., the father, actually later dismisses the boy's remark and just kind of says hey you know he's three years old it's hard telling what he saw or what he thinks he saw so they kind of dismiss it um and also right about this time uh 17 uh detectives were on the case uh it's reduced to about five uh full-time and the reward is now at $25,000 now on February 26th February 27th cadaver dogs are issued Uh, to help search for Haley, and one actually alerts on a dumpster near her home, but nothing is found. Now, investigators remove a crime scene tape from around the mobile home where she was last seen, and officers confirm DNA samples that have been taken from Cummings and Sheffield, and Cummings reportedly has no immediate plans, uh, or had no immediate plans to return to the home. Uh, He actually... Uh, was living in a travel trailer that was lent to him he did not want to be in the home where his daughter was abducted so he did not return for quite some time now on march 2nd is when they actually confirm that uh haley has that genetic abnormality known as turner syndrome now like i was telling you guys before this affects one in every 2500 female babies born alive and usually is marked by features ranging from major heart defects to minor cosmetic indicators now the heart defects will obviously play a factor in what in in our theory section now Haley had two brown birthmarks on her left cheekbone and uh, her right jawline. Her fingers and toes were chubbier than most, um, her size and eight. Her left eye was slightly smaller and had it was a little bit of a lazy eye, and she was below average height for her age. She was right at about three foot tall. Now on March 12th, which was a little bit over a month after the disappearance, Ronald Cummings and Misty Croslin, Actually, get married in the yard of a, a friend's mobile home. There's a lot of speculation on why they got married. Uh, Ronald Cummings, in an interview, actually states that they got married because that's their business. You know, it's nobody else's business on why they got married. It should not draw f- attention away from the his missing daughter's case. Now, the problem with this is Misty Croslin is telling everybody that it's what Haley would have wanted. I loved her like she was my own daughter. I loved her. You know, this is what she would have wanted. Now, I will say this. In most of the very first interviews, the one thing that always bothered me about Misty Croslin's doing interviews and testimonies and all this other stuff is that she always refers to Haley in the past tense. She never says, I love her like she was my own daughter. We, want, we love her and want her to come back. She puts it in the past tense as if Haley is not around anymore. That is one little thing that really always bothered me about it Now like I said Misty states that the reason they got married Was because it's what Haley would have wanted and they were planning on it anyway now at this point in time These two have only been together four months. All right Uh, Misty at the time is still 17. So she actually had to get permission uh, written permission from her guardians I believe it was her mother um, to get married and they go ahead and, and get married now I did read a report that they did not get married in a church because the local pastor did not want to marry these two. He said that he did not want anything to do with this case and he didn't want people of questionable you know morality getting married in his church. so the the ceremony was an outside event. Uh, done by an ordained minister, I believe. Now, the day after they, they get married, they do a, an appearance on the Today Show. And right here is where Ronald Cummings uh, states over and over that the wedding is part of his personal life and nobody's business. Now, Haley's mother criticizes the marriage and the trip that occurred while the search for Haley is ongoing. A ground search of uh, U.S. 17 is held near Haley's home uh, near Buffalo Bluff Road to Paradise Shores, north of Crescent City. It turns up no new evidence, and about a hundred people participate. Like I've said before, this this county down here really, really came together. I mean, there were so many people volunteering for the search of this young girl that it is honestly, it's very admirable it really is I mean for a community to come together like that is is something really amazing you don't find that too often um, I do have to give a side note on a little legal fact when uh, uh, just about the marriage when two people are married okay this is what this is what the investigators are thinking when two people get married one cannot voluntarily. Or one cannot involuntarily testify against their spouse. So let's say So let's say Misty, and this is just theoretical, let's say Misty murdered Haley and Ronald knew about it. If if Misty actually somehow gets put on trial for this murder, unless Ronald voluntarily agrees to testify against her he cannot be called to testify even if he's the only person that might know about it so a lot of people suggest that this was actually the reason that they got married trying to cover all the basis before any shit gets down or goes down whether you know whether that's true or not i'm not totally sure it's kind of weird yeah but I agree with Ronald. I mean, their personal life is their personal life. But at the same time, a five-year-old girl is missing. And this is just one weird little little niche in the whole thing, you know. Now, on the Today Show, Misty actually gets confronted in this interview about how many times her story has changed. Her response to this is, I don't know like literally the lady interviewing her says why how can you you know how can you justify your stories changing so many times why has your story changed and she says I don't know the there's a couple little things that you need to take from that is for one you got to think about something okay Misty Croslin does a shitload of drugs okay and she also has a sixth grade education now the sixth grade education aside In all honesty, people, how much of your education past freshman or sophomore year of high school that do you actually use in real life? All right. I, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty minute. I mean, maybe some of you do, but for the most part, once you learn to read and write, you pretty much form your own shit. You go your own way. Um, The fact that she was on a lot of drugs, I can understand little minor details changing. And that's pretty much all that really changed in her story at this point in time. Little minor details. The basis for the entire story stays the same, the main outline. But it's the tiny little details that changed. Like where Haley was sleeping. You know, what she was doing while... You know, in that two hours from 8 to 10 p.m. Before she actually went, supposedly went to bed. She literally has no answer for this. She says, I don't know. Chef, uh, on, this was right around March, March 12th, okay. Now, right around March 17th, uh, uh, Sheffield, who is uh, Haley's biological mom, and family friends announced that they opened up Haley Bug headquarters where Sheffield can stay and remain near the location of where her child was last seen. Uh, donations are taking in uh, at the building and tips in the case can be collected at that location um, to help try to solve the case. Now, both both Haley's parents have announced that they are being represented by attorneys. Over over the year, who is representing them, as well as Cummings' wife, Misty Croslin Cummings, will actually change. Now, a nice little side fact about this is, is Ronald Cummings actually gets represented by a law firm pro bono. Basically, they want the free advertising. They're going to give him free representation. But it is worth noting that they actually refused to represent Misty Croslin. Which is a pretty nice little piece of information right there. I thought it was anyway. Alright, now we're going to flash forward to June uh, 16th, or actually, I'm sorry, July 16th, 2009. Uh, and an attorney for Ronald Cummings announces that the Florida Department of Children and Families has cleared. Ronald of any abuse of his daughter prior to her disappearance. And Ronald still retains custody of his son. And both he and his wife, Croslin Cummings, agree to attend parenting classes. Now, like I said, there were allegations that Ronald was abusive, uh, especially towards Haley, when this picture of her having a black eye popped up all over the internet and all over the news. He is actually cleared of any abuse of his daughter prior to her disappearance. Now, on August 6th, 2009, Ronald Cummings is arrested on a charge of burglary with assault or battery after he is accused of hitting his brother-in-law, Hank Hank Crosland Jr., known as Tommy. Now, Tommy also plays a pretty key role in this case later on. Uh, it's really... Uh, like I said, his name's Hank Croslin Jr. Everybody refers to him as his middle name is Tommy, so that's how we're going to refer to him. Now, Tommy Croslin told uh, officers the fight occurred after his sister, who was misty, contacted their family and said that she didn't want to stay at home with her husband any longer. Uh, Cummings, however, signed affidavits saying his brother-in-law and father-in-law were the actual aggressors of this. Now, around August seventh, two 2009, and this is about six months or so, um, there start being rumors that Haley's body has been found. Uh, the sheriff's office actually comes out and rebutes any rumors of this. And uh, Cummins is questioned uh, by officers after a dead rat ended up in his brother-in-law's mailbox. He is not charged. Tommy Croslin called the cops because supposedly Ronald Cummings took a rat, cut off its head, and put it in Tommy's mailbox. Now, some of you are wondering, well, how's Tommy getting involved in this? Don't worry. We'll all get to that. Now, on August 17, 2009, uh, police officers Mark Haley, Sixth birthday by announcing they considered uh, Crosland Cummings, who would be misty, A key factor in Haley's disappearance and that physical evidence contradicts her sketchy account of what she was doing the evening the girl was last seen. The Sheriff's Office also reports that it no longer thinks the girl was taken by a stranger and that her parents, Ronald Cummings and Crystal Sheffield, are not considered suspects. Now, the thing you have to take out of that is the sheriff's office reports they no longer think the girl was taken by a stranger which means she was more than likely abducted by somebody she knows which is usually how this how this things usually pretty you know usually go down now on august 19th 2009 ecu search uh Director confirms that Misty Croslin Cummings underwent a polygraph in Orlando and that the test showed huge deceptions. This was done at her request in an effort to clear her name and focus the investigation on Haley. Now, later, uh, hypnosis and voice analysis tests also were arranged, but Croslin Cummings' attorney said she took the test because she was told if she didn't, EQSearch wouldn't help with the search. Which, if that was the case, then that was pretty shitty of EcuSearch, But I can understand they probably have limited resources or whatnot for people who are lying or what whatever. So on August 29th, um, AccuSearch actually looks for cues of Haley but find nothing. Uh, participants look in the area Misty Croslin's Cummings talked about while taking tests. To clear her name, she tells searchers to look for a red rose in a wooded area running from the St. Johns River East behind the house where the girl lived. And nothing has, nothing ever really came out of that. Now on August 31st, 2009, the Sheriff's Office confirms Hank Uh, Hank Jr., which would be Tommy Crosland, Misty's brother, has been interviewed after remarks made by his sister to Ecusearch about his behavior around the time of Haley's disappearance. Nothing obviously came out of that. Now, on September 5th, more of Crosland Cummings' relatives, which is Misty, uh, are interviewed, this time in Massachusetts. Now, officers speak with another brother, Timmy, and his wife. The Putnam County Sheriffs office will not discuss the reason for any any interviews and basically what it was was there was a reported sighting of Haley in Massachusetts. Now that's pretty pretty long shot theory but it does kind of play into him a little bit. Now on September 15, 2009, Tommy Croslin, uh Misty Uh, which is Misty's brother, is arrested on a grand theft charge regarding a gun missing from a neighbor's home. That same week, officers confirm he was questioned about Haley's disappearance. There will be reasons for this coming shortly. September 19th and 20th, uh, L Pond in Southern Putnam County is drained. It becomes a public knowledge that officers have a tip that Haley might have been taken to a party where she died from a drug overdose and then was taken to the pond. A search of the pond re- reveals nothing about, nothing about the girl. There's absolutely nothing there. Now on September 22nd, all this shit, sorry for this really long timeline you guys, but there's a lot of stuff that takes place here. Uh, we're getting into September 22nd uh, of that same year, Putnam County Sheriff's Office reveals that the husband and relatives of uh, Misty couldn't reach her the night she said she was taking care of Haley and, and Haley's younger brother. Cummings made 20 attempts to reach her by phone that evening, according to the phone records. Now, when her brother went to check on her, who was Tommy, no lights were on inside and no one answered the door when he banged on it. Later that night is when Haley actually vanished. Now, we get on to uh, September 28th, which is about another week later. A letter dropped off at the North Florida newspaper contains information about a possible burial site for Haley, but does not lead to any new information about the girl. Uh, The tip, by this time, six months after, they have more than 4,000 tips about this girl vanishing with sightings literally all over the place. Now, on about October sixth, two thousand nine, uh, it comes to light that uh, Misty Croslin and uh, Ronald are getting a divorce. Uh, now, the attorneys actually confirm this, and basically, stress is cited as a likely reason for the breakup. Uh, on October ninth, Croslin. Uh, Misty Croslin Cummings, appears on the CBS early show where she says that her family members have not been so closely scrutinized as she has in the disappearance case. She also says stress is behind her upcoming divorce and that she is innocent in Haley's disappearance. Now, on October 12th, Misty Croslin Cummings' lawyer says that he is no longer representing her. And... It's basically because uh, he told her, he advised her not to be on the October 9th CBS early show, and she went ahead and did it anyway to try to, you know, clear her name, you know, solidify her innocence and all that good stuff. On October 19th, Misty Croslin is one of three people robbed while trying to buy illegal drugs at uh, Palatka apartment complex in a initial police report now on October 21st investigators find the body of summer Thompson in a Georgia landfill the Clay County girl disappeared on October 19th while walking home from school there's actually been a lot of comparisons by the public Um, although no connections according to police uh, there's been a lot of connections to Haley's disappearance now, investigators confirmed that, as in the search for summer, they organized a search of garbage picked up from the area where Haley was last seen at a and uh, at a landfill near Clay County line used for household garbage collected from South Putnam County where Haley was living at the time she vanished. That's where the basic connection comes from nothing was actually nothing was actually found now on here's getting into a little bit of Misty's family. Alright, on November 5th, 2009, Tommy Croslin is arrested on drug charges after he is found in a car with a variety of narcotics. Later that month, on November 24th, Misty Croslin's father, Hank Croslin, is arrested and accused of doctor shopping after law enforcement receives information alleging he was fraudulently obtaining prescription drugs. Now on January 20th is where all the shit starts hitting the fan. Following a month-long investigation into the trafficking of prescription medication, Misty Croslin, Ronald Cummings, Misty's brother Hank, uh, Hope Sykes, who is a cousin of Ronald Cummings, and another person named Donna Brock are all arrested on traffic on uh, narcotics uh, trafficking, uh, charges. Misty Croslin faces six counts of trafficking and prescription medications, three counts of the same charge are pending against Cumming, and one against Hank Crosland uh, Jr., which would be Tommy Crosland, uh, and then Sykes and, and Brock, the other two people. Now, what had happened was, there was an undercover officer purchased hundreds of prescription pills from the suspects, and it was said that it was Actually, uh, oxycodone pills. Uh, I believe Misty had, I think, sold 155 of them. Now, where everything starts getting a little crazy is on February 3rd, warrants for two additional charges related to the sale of prescription narcotics are filed against Ronald Cummings and Misty Croslin, bringing the total charges to eight against Croslin and five against Cummings. Now at this point in time they actually re- release all the videos captured from jailhouse visits involving Misty Croslin and her brother Tommy. Now Hank Croslin Sr., her dad is actually they actually release recordings of him uh visiting Misty, and he's straight up telling her he's like Misty don't be lying about nothing because it's all going to do is bury you deeper. The Haley stuff has got to come out to an come out to an end. It has to. Now basically where this actually ends up amounting to, alright, is at this point in time Misty Croslin is facing roughly 50 years in prison for these two separate counts in two separate counties of prescription pill uh, trafficking whatever you want to call it she actually at this point her and Tommy Croslin actually say that what happened the night Haley disappeared was totally different from what she had actually reported According to Misty, they were laying in bed, and uh, Joe Overstreet, her cousin from Tennessee, who left the the day after uh, Haley actually vanished, and her brother Tommy had come over to the house while Ronald was gone, which was that night, uh, and they were looking for a machine gun. Now, Joe Overstreet, who had a little bit of a temper, could not find the machine gun so he allegedly took Haley instead. Now at this point in time she would say that she, what happened after this she really doesn't know. Well Tommy Croslin chimes in and says yeah that's exactly what happened and uh, they were both scared of Joe because they, that's why they didn't say anything sooner. So basically, what happened, is from what they said at this point in time, is that they abducted Haley, and because they couldn't find this machine gun, and they were he was pissed off at Ronald Cummings for something, so they take her out in a black grocery or black uh, trash bag and actually drive to Shell Harbor boat launch, which is near their home, and weigh her down with cinder blocks, and throw her into the water. Now, you guys got to remember that this is alligator country. Uh, These guys actually are noted as when they hunt, uh, say, let's say Ronald Cummings and Joe Overstreet, this is actually a fishing spot. Okay, it's a pretty good fishing spot. But actually, this is where when they go deer hunting, they dump their deer carcass because... They, I mean, it'll destroy, alligators will destroy a deer carcass very fast. What they do is they tear it up into chunks and then eat the chunks. So assuming this is what happened, it would be understandable why earlier when I said that canine dogs had followed her scent to, you know, where the by the St. John's River, it would make a little bit of sense because, you know, if he's following their scent, then that's where you know that's that's where they would take her wade her down with cinder blocks through in the river and pretty much let the uh, alligators eat her now there's also a report and this is unconfirmed that joe overstreet actually uh, cut her throat before throwing her into the river so that it would attract the alligators faster Like I said, that is unconfirmed. That's one thing that I read out of like 150,000 things that I read. So I can't really state that as fact. Hell, you really can't state any of this as fact because all these fucking people are lying so much, you don't really know what's going on. Both Hank and Misty make these accusations through their lawyer. Now what makes that interesting Is that they neither of them give really specific details about what happened, but they have this both have the same basic story. Now, what that does for two people is that allows them to not contradict themselves over minor details. So they are sticking with this story, and like I said, the reason they didn't report it sooner was because. Uh, they were scared of Joe because Joe said he would come back and fucking murder his whole damn family that I mean that's what that's what they that's what they said after the drug charges are all filed and all this new information supposedly gets out Joe Overstreet again is questioned in regards and the weird thing about it is is he actually doesn't even point any blame back on those two. He really doesn't say anything. He just denies the accusations. That's it. He's actually calm about it. Um, Now, his grandmother back in Tennessee, whom I'm assuming that he lives with, um, actually states that when he came back after that disappearance, he was a lot different. He was really irritable and very, very edgy all the time. Um, whether that plays a factor in anything or not, that's just a little bit more information right there. It's, it's kind of weird, okay, because here's here's Misty's account of events that night with her news story. She says that they came in, she hid under the covers in her bed with Ronald Jr. She could hear Haley screaming, carried out the back door. Um, and then heard a van door close and then the van leaving. Now, the only person with a van is Tommy Croslin. Tommy Croslin and his wife do own a van. And uh, in a little twist of events, uh, Tommy Croslin's wife, who I cannot remember her name, she actually reported after she was interviewed about this, actually said. That well, yeah, I thought it was weird because my van was actually parked not parked the same way I parked it the night before and actually had a huge scratch down the side of it uh, The next morning Oh, that's you know nice to know now, you know So they ended up impounding the van. I believe I think it was for about a month They gave the van back uh, didn't really find nothing. There was some yellow rope um, that was found in the van that was supposedly used in the abduction. Uh, that is also unconfirmed. I mean, they did find the yellow rope, but whether they used it or not in the uh, abduction, is it's hard telling. Now, it also is worth noting that when Misty's telling her story about the cinder blocks, uh, how Haley was weighed down with cinder blocks and thrown to, into the river, now, it actually is worth noting that the night of the abduction their back door was propped open by a cinder block and that actually is confirmed by the Putnam County uh, Police Department. So there's a nice little tidbit of knowledge for you. The only thing that bothers me about this is how if she was home underneath the covers with Ronald Jr., how does she know the details of this unless Tommy actually told it to her before that in which case she actually did have that prior knowledge to what was going on uh, and didn't bother saying anything at all. Now, in light of all the drug charges, here's what happens. Everybody gets 15 years except for Misty Croslin. Misty Croslin actually gets 25 years. She gets the max sentence. Now, why they did this was to put pressure on her because still to this very day and I mean she's still in the news she was in the news like I think uh, back in June uh, just you know a couple months ago a month ago they think that she whether she was actually involved in it or not she is the key to solving this case she believes that she knows exactly what happened but she won't fucking tell anybody and the only reason i personally think that she wouldn't tell anybody is if she was directly at fault i don't think there's any other reason to why she wouldn't just come out and say it Uh, especially if it's a cousin that's you know threatening to kill everybody and that you're totally scared of now, Misty actually did report that at one point in time, her cousin Joe did uh, sexually abuse her when she was younger, and that she actually did that to. Uh, he actually did that to Haley as well, and to cover his tracks, he murdered and got rid of the body, because obviously, if Ronald Cummings would have found out, I'm pretty sure he would have taken care of that little situation. Yeah, uh, because Joe Overstreet is not a very big guy. He's just a little little skinny guy. But what happens uh Ronald Cummings only gets 15 years because he actually agrees to testify against he basically agrees to testify for any further drug-related charges, charges, or help in the invest further investigation uh, in the future of anything related to Haley. And of course, he gladly does that because I'm not sticking up for the guy, but I honestly don't directly think that he had he was involved in the basic. You know, in the abduction slash murder slash death, whatever might have happened, I think Misty definitely knows more than what she's saying. Um, and then, of course, Tommy. I think Tommy knows what happened. I think Joe knows what happened too, but none of them are talking. Now, at this point in time, given all this information, we're gonna try to get into the theory section. I know this episode's taking a lot longer than my other ones, but like I said, there's a lot of information here. So we're going to start off with the first one, which was Misty Croslin was asleep. She woke up at 3 a.m. to use the bathroom. She woke up at 3 a.m., came back, noticed the kitchen light was on. Upon returning to her bedroom, which uh, where it was where Haley was sleeping, whether it was four feet away or in the same bed, she noticed that she was gone, noticed that the back door was propped open, uh, noticed that she was abducted, made the 911 call. Another another theory, which is a little bit not really my favorite, it's that Croslin wasn't even at home that night. Um, an unknown kidnapper came in, took the child. I don't really think it was an unknown person. I mean, it possibly could have but that's just one of the the many theories and the reason that they say Croslin wasn't home was because of the reports that she was actually uh out binging out at a party that night another one is that uh overstreet and tommy uh joe overstreet and tommy Croslin had actually uh assaulted uh, raped the little girl killed her and dumped her body and that actually came right from Misty Croslin actually said that to her grandma, which was uh, Grandma Flo. Um, we're not going to use any last names, but she is from Tennessee. She has actually been interviewed m- numerous, numerous times. Her story has actually changed as well, which makes that uh, a lot of fun. Another theory is that Haley actually overdosed at a drug party um and to avoid getting herself in trouble with Ronald uh, he, she incorporated the help of of Joe and Tommy and uh, disposed of the body uh, another one is that Croslin had actually uh, hit Haley on the back of the head and uh, Croslin and Overstreet disposed of the body now why she would hit her on the back of the head I really I don't if you listen to this girl in an interview, I honestly don't think like there's an aggressive bone in her body. They might, There might be. I mean, accidents fucking happen, but I really don't think she would do something like that on purpose. The next one is that Joe Overstreet just straight up abducted Haley um, to assault her, um, tied rope and center block around her, threw her in the St. John's River, dead or alive. The, another... One is the Man in Black, or the Unknown Stranger, that Ronald Cummings Jr. had mentioned. Uh, Pretty much everybody dismisses this because of his age, which I agree with that. Um, There's also another theory that four people were actually in that trailer the night that Haley vanished. And they actually took Haley when they left i don't really i don't really believe that i mean it could have happened i personally have my own theory on it um another theory is that timmy and uh chelsea which would be misty's i believe other brother um actually helped hide haley uh and they say that she was spotted in massachusetts that is totally unconfirmed and it's hard telling another one is that, uh, somebody actually kidnapped Haley demanded $35,000 to get her back. Uh That one, I do not believe, uh, there's no reason to think that Ronald Cummings was in any kind of financial position to pay any kind of ransom. So that personally, uh, doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, and another theory was Croslin's out partying, uh, with drugs, etc. And, uh, Haley says, "You know, I see all the drugs, and I'm going to tell Daddy, and uh, she gets killed. Um, whether it be accidental or intentional, uh, that right there is a lot of the a lot of the theories. Um, me personally, my theory on what happened, given all the information that I know, and that is honest." I just gave all you guys the information that I know. Um, Basically, my theory on the whole thing is I think she was babysitting at night. I really don't think she wanted to. But what I think happened was I think that when she laid the kids down at 8 o'clock, I think she left to go get, you know, go party. I think she assumed that the kids were going to fall right asleep. I think she left to go party. Um, I think she came back at right about 3 o'clock because she knew that's when Ronald was going to be getting off work. And the reason I say this is because I don't think she was at home cleaning and doing laundry. There was no signs that the house was clean. There There was no laundry detergent to do laundry with. The pink shirt that... Uh, she was reportedly wearing when she disappeared was later found in the laundry a few weeks later um, because Misty did not see it in the laundry I think like I said I think she was out partying I think she got home right at 3 o'clock I think the reason that she got home right at 3 o'clock the reason she got home right at 3 o'clock was because she knew that's when Ronald was going to be getting off work uh, and that would that's magically the time that she woke up to go to the bathroom, according to the 911 call and uh, the initial report of, of all this. It would also explain why Ronald tried calling her numerous times, which cell phone records show, and could not get a hold of her, and that would also... Uh, explain why Tommy supposedly went over to her house beat on the door, lights were off, nobody was home whether the kids were home, I don't know that's the only part I'm a little bit sketchy on Um, when it comes to Haley I personally think that if they were left home alone, I think she accidentally got into something and uh, it was an accidental overdose because these two people were involved in drugs quite a bit uh, if she did take the kids with her, then, um, I think that she overdosed, whether she was at the home or at a drug party with Misty. Either way, I think she, she accidentally died, and to cover up the tracks, um, she did incorporate the help of Joe and Tommy. Uh, I don't know how thick their involvement is. Tommy claims that uh, Joe was pretty much bossing him around and telling him what to do. And he won't actually give any more details of this because the Florida uh, the prosecutor's office said that they will charge him with any kind of accessory after the fact or accessory to murder. So his lawyer will not let him talk about it anymore. Uh, you know, I really wish we could get the full story out. I think that's what happened i honestly i mean it's considered a homicide at this point i mean roughly six to nine months after she disappeared they actually officially ruled it that it was more than likely a homicide uh with the alligator population around that area and how close they were to the st john's river which has a lot of lot of alligators uh i i would be very surprised if they actually ever found something there was a set of bones found um i can't remember when it was i think it was a couple years ago um there was a there was some bones found on the uh, boat launch where misty croslin where he, he where haley was reportedly dumped okay now there was a forensic crew there they did take some bones uh, as it turns out, it was deer bones. There was, a like I said, this is where a lot of people dump deer carcass because they know the alligators are going to eat it up really, really quickly. That deer carcass is probably three times bigger than what Haley was. Haley was only three foot tall, maybe 30 or 40 pounds. You know, she couldn't have really weighed that much, and with alligators that are around there um as much as i hate to say it i really don't think it would have taken that long of amount of time to uh you know devour her i hate saying it that way because she is a uh a very young lady and i mean just cute as hell just cute little girl you know and but that's pretty much what i think happened there's a lot of the theories um I do think Tommy. I think Joe Overstreet was directly involved. I think Tommy was involved. I think Misty was inadvertently involved. I think it initially was an accident, but she incorporated the help of them two to dispose of the body. But either one of those three, I think, could blow the case wide open if they ever decide to do it, especially Misty. That's honestly the reason Misty got 25 years instead of 15 for the drug charges because... They're trying to put pressure on her to talk about Haley, and they were using that as leverage. Uh, She did not say anything other than, you know, it was Tommy and and Joe. And then her and Tommy both agreed that Joe was the aggressor, and it was pretty much his fault. Joe denied the allegations, um, or the accusations, I should say. But there you have the disappearance of Haley Cummings. I know it was a very long episode, and I know I did a very long timeline, but there was so much detail in this case, and everybody's story changed, and a lot of players in this case, but my personal opinion is, yeah, I think Haley might have died, whether it have been at the home or away from the home of an accidental overdose and Misty to try to cover her tracks because I'm pretty sure Ron would have fucking flipped out on her basically played it off like an abduction I do not think Ronald Cummings had anything to do with this Um, personally I don't believe that coming over to the house for a machine gun story even though Tommy Croslin was arrested for stealing a neighbor's gun Apparently he has a fascination with guns or something, which I can't blame him. I do too, but uh, that just doesn't make sense. You come in showing up for a machine gun and take a fucking girl instead. That doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Um, the the whole the whole synopsis, I think, you know, my personal theory is what I stated. You know, is accidental, and you know, unfortunately, she was, uh, you know born into the wrong family apparently. I know there's a lot of family members out there that still love her and still care about her and still try to keep the uh, spotlight on the case. but the initial people involved, I think were you know she was pretty much doomed from the start. So with that being said, that is the disappearance of Haley Cummings. Um, there's there's still shit going on in the news. I mean this was 2009 so it was not too long ago. If you do have any other theories or any tidbits of information that I missed, please comment. Uh, throw it on the Facebook page. I am on Facebook, Mysterious Circumstances Podcast. I do, uh, I do have a subreddit as well, which is Mysterious Podcast. Uh, and you can email me at MysteriousCircumstances99. It's number 99 at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach me anytime. I'm actually very quick to respond to uh, emails for the most part, unless you're in another country and email me at like 2 a.m. or something. You know, my ass is gonna be sleeping. But uh, like I said, sorry about the the volume thing. I tried to trying to keep it at a slow pace. Uh, as we started getting along, I started getting a little bit more into it. So. But if you do have any clues, tips, anything that you might have heard or seen, obviously call the Putnam County uh, Sheriff's Office. Uh, This is still, I believe, an ongoing investigation, still open. Um, If you are Misty Cummings and you like listening, or Misty Croslin, and you like listening to uh, podcasts, then for God's sakes, man, tell the truth, you know, whether you're involved or not. Um, You know, a lot of people lost a, the whole county lost a girl here. But with, with all that, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. My, uh, this was a listener suggestion from Paige in Bend, Oregon. Uh, my next episode will also be a listener suggestion from uh, Sam, also known as Padme. Uh, she, suggest, or she suggested uh, uh, the Bob Crane murder which is what I will be covering here in the next two weeks, which is actually a pretty damn interesting case all in itself. I want some of you international listeners to chime in, send me an email, give me some listener suggestions. I do like them. But anyway, uh, till the next episode, I will see you guys on the flip side. Take care.
1: Are you afraid of what goes bump in the night? Have you or your friends ever
0: pondered a conspiracy?
1: Do you want to know more about the unknown?
0: If so, then put on your tinfoil hats, sit down, and pick up your computer, tablet, or phone. Go to iTunes or YouTube and search for Secret Transmission Podcast and listen to us try to explain the unexplainable.
1: Follow us on Twitter for updates on shows.
0: At SecretTransPod. That's... S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-P-O-D
1: Or you can email us suggestions
0: at secrettransmission at hotmail.com That's S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at hotmail.com Do you long for the good old Saturdays filled with morning cartoons and
1: sugary cereal? How about the lazy days? Just veggie in front of the telly all afternoon. Well, I do, and that's why Saturday Morning Pajamas was created. Tune in every Wednesday and Saturday for a good old dose of nostalgia, B-movies, and the latest cinematic hits. Check us out at www.nonoms.net. That's www.nonoms.net.